0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Highly Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Ray. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, part one of Espy's Story. Today we're going to release part two. I just wanted to let everybody know that we now have our Facebook page up and running. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Highly Healing, and you'll be able to find our page. Please go ahead and like the page. And as always, like, subscribe, and leave a review of the show. That helps out the show tremendously. You have no idea how much your support means. I hope everyone had a really great week. We are entering the summer months here in Vegas, and it is hot, so don't forget to stay hydrated, take care of yourselves, and let's go ahead and jump right on in to part two of Ashby's story.
1: Like, you know, God's put it on my heart. He's like, no, you need to start telling people your story. You need to start telling them what happened. And I'm working on a book, you know, I'm working on a book and I'm scared about that too. Um, I'm working on like I have another person who wants me on their channel, uh, like a YouTube channel. Um, I'm just like kind of freaking out, like, you know, and it's nothing that I went out and looked for. Like, it's not these things that I'm looking for. It's just kind of happening. You know, when you asked me to be on your podcast, I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, why? (laughs) I was like, okay. And I was like really excited. And, um, but I was nervous at the same time. You know, I might come
0: off as this very confident person, but you know,
1: sometimes you know you're you're still nervous you know
0: about like yeah and it's like a lot to unpack like it's so much
1: it is a lot like I didn't even get into everything you know like I didn't and so that's what the book is gonna really be really cool about is that I can really get in there and like real deep and like really show everybody exactly how serious it was and for me and my beliefs yeah I was completely in the devil's hands I was completely playing his his game I was possessed you know I mean like there was some things going on like I have like in my phone all these I love poetry I love writing poetry and whenever I was manic I would write really good poetry um but they were really dark you know (laughs) they were really dark sometimes but um I was going through my phone when I got out of rehab and I've always said I wanted to write a book, but I was just, you know, so into my mental illness that I was just like, no, like, it's too hard. Um, and I go through my phone and I have hundreds of, like, journal entries and poems of when I was, like, um, po- like when I was in my psychosis, my postpartum psychosis. Yeah. Um, And they're so, like... When you guys read this book, you know, it's just going to be scary because it might be like, whoa, like, that's crazy. You know, you can tell that. Well, I can. I mean, I can tell. That wasn't, you know, because I will say she and I won't. I'll be like using the sec like a third person type thing. And I'm not talking about me. You know, I'm talking about someone else like that's in me, you know, controlling me. And I didn't even know I was doing that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm reading it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what? I'm like, that's scary. You know, I'm like, what is going on here? And then randomly it'll be like, like, you'll just see like a po like a little note in my phone that just says like three things, like just yeah. three things. Like, but it's really deep. It's only three things, but it's like, just like, what are you talking about? You know, like you can see the psychosis there. And if you believe in like, You know, what I believe in, like the demons and the angels and all those things, then you would see that. But if you were just a normal person and you don't really, you know, get into that, then you would see the psychosis. You would be like, whoa, her mental health was just like bad, you know? So it'll cater to, you know, just people who don't believe completely in what I believe in. And it'll cater to who I believe, like who believes in what I believe in too. Um, And I wouldn't even really have to get into that in the book. You know, it would just kind of be like, you can just see the mental illness there how deep and scary I was in to my mental health and how um, psychotic I was and how, um, you know, and this all started with being 12 years old and taking a pill, you know, this all started yeah. with being 12 years old, not being prescribed something I even know and taking a pill way too young.
0: That to me blows my mind. because I know you have to like be seen by somebody and like evaluated and like then they just start throwing prescription pads at you but the way your mom was able to like get medication yeah and be like here take this
1: yeah for real I was like wait what I was like, how are you able to that just it didn't make any it did you know it's funny because it didn't make any sense Um, right now. Like, I've never really looked at it that way until right now. Um, (laughs) Until right now when I said it. Because in the past, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Like, you know, I mean, whatever. Um, But, you know, now when I say it out loud, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, because my son, Saul, he sees a therapist now because, um, you know, I thought he had ADHD and I thought he had like anxiety and all these things. And she's like, and I'm like, but his father was like, we're not putting him on medication. I was like, yeah, of course not. I was like, no, he's way too young. Like, whoa, no. I was like, no. I was like, medication would be like the last resort. Like, we have nothing. We've tried everything, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and his therapist was like, no, I wouldn't even think about putting him on medication. <laughs> you know, he just has like these little, you know, normal things that a kid would go through if their parent was an addict and had mental health issues. Like, you know, and you're doing the right thing by putting him in therapy you know so I'm like why wasn't I in therapy like before I got pills put in me you know it was kind of like an injustice to you know me and I feel like you know the pill the first pill that I ever took really skyrocketed this mental health problem because you know when you give a kid medication you know, they're not even like there yet, you know, mentally,
0: your brain's still developing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you're not even there yet. So me just being a normal teenager going through some crazy stuff because my dad was doing all this stuff to me. I'm, you know, like I had a crazy life, you know, (laughs) like, you know, I'm allowed to be sad. You know, I'm allowed to be crying and kind of have up and down moods. I feel like that's kind of normal. Um, but my mom was like, no, like, I think she was just so scared that I was going to end up like her, um, yeah. that she was like, no, I need her. I need to put her on medication. And no, I don't like completely say my mom's horrible for that. I, she was trying to do whatever she was trying to do, but it was just weird how, like what psychiatrist gave me medication at that age, you know, without even seeing me yeah, or like knowing who I am. And so, yeah, like this all started with a pill. This all started with a pill and um, that's what really messes me up is that like so many people are over prescribed things. Um, everyone thinks that they have mental illness now. Like it's so scary to me to be like, oh, like, you know, everyone, you know, before I went to rehab, I was like, no, I have ADHD. Like I would always come up with something new that I had and I'm like, yeah. no, I have ADHD because I just, I can't. Focus on anything. Like I was like, no, I just I, and or I get hyper focused on things, and you know, I mean, Espy, you're okay. you're doing shrooms every weekend. <laughs> you're doing shrooms every weekend, and you're smoking like a stupid amount of wax, and like you are bipolar. You know, I was taking medication, so it's like I don't think those things mix well. You know, <laughs> like you know, so oh. of course you're gonna have all these other things going on with you, and um when I went into rehab, obviously I'm not doing drugs or anything. So they're like, you know, you aren't showing any signs of like any mental illness. Like you don't have up and down moods. You're pretty stable. You're pretty chill person. You're very calm. Um, You know, I don't know. They were like, I just don't. And they had like the best doctors there and they never had like a thing with me with saying, you know, I had anything. They were like, you know, We've seen you consistently for 30 days and haven't had one thing that we think you have this. Um, So, you know, I was like, I've been lied to my whole life, you know, that I had all these problems and I didn't, I was just a broken teenager who didn't get the freaking help I needed.
0: Yeah. You were responding to like trauma.
1: Yeah. a normal, a normal, a normal response to trauma you know a normal response to trauma and my mom she was in her own world I mean she was in her own world too and so she wasn't you know her best thing was to put me in the hospital all the time and so the more you're in the hospital in an acute setting they just want to make sure you're 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 safe so they're not really trying to do much with you you know they're not really trying to get you into you know, they're not really doing much with you other than giving you medication. You know, they just want to get you stable and send you home. That was really it. Um, So I didn't really get the therapy I needed. I was, you know, I was just kind of there, you know, taking my meds and being a crazy teenager, you know, and, you know, it lasted up until, you know, freaking last year, You know, it lasted until then, you know, just in and out of the hospital. Now I'm in jail. Now I'm doing crazy drugs. Like the amount of heroin I did that night, you know, I told my friend who was in rehab with me, she was a heroin user for like years. And I told her how much money I gave the guy. And she was like, dude, you lit and you did all of that. And I was like, yeah, she was like, you did all of that in one night. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, dude, that was like something I would take just to like wake up myself um and i had been she had been doing it for like years and she was like you it makes no sense you're alive right now like it makes no sense that you were alive at all and i was like and then they didn't even give me narcan or anything and she's like what she was like i was like yeah i don't know i'm like she was like you should not be alive at any like it makes no sense that you're alive with that much heroin that you did and i was like You know, it didn't really hit me because I used to always say that, you know, I was like, I know I shouldn't be alive. You know, I know I shouldn't with the amounts of times that I have. I have fatty liver disease because of how much medication I've taken to try to kill myself. Um, And like, I'm like, like, I don't know why I'm alive. You know, I really didn't know why. And like, even one time I was like 14. And so this is what kind of like fuels, you know, my big belief for the fact that it was like demonic, you know, because when i was like when like the first time i really went into that hospital um i was hallucinating and i would see this little like shadow guy. Like he was just a little shadow thing and he would just kind of sit next to me, kind of be creepy whatever and i'm like, "All right, whatever." And i told the doctors, "You know, i'm hallucinating." And so they were like, "Okay, well, we're going to give you medication for hallucinations." And medication for hallucinations, you know, will work. Like it does work. Um, it does help you get them down. You know, I mean, they may not completely go away, but they go down. And no matter what, it didn't go away. So I was like, well, it's not going away. And so as the years go on, this thing is always around me. And every time it comes around me, um, I do something crazy. And I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know what you are, but you're freaking me out. And I didn't like it. Like, I I couldn't go to sleep. I was very paranoid. I could not go to sleep like, without a nightlight on or like, um, you know, a sleeping medication. So, like, one night I'm living in California with my mom, and I'm like, I think I'm 14 and... or 15. Like, I'm 14 or 15. And I hear creaking, like, something walking in the hallway. And I'm like, what the heck? And I hear this thing you know this whatever it is it's talking to me and it's like I don't remember what it's saying but it's being weird and I get scared and I'm like oh my gosh no 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 and I scream like that was a very normal thing for me to do is like wake up screaming um so then I think the next day I go to take a shower and I'm like okay I'm gonna go take a shower you know and um I'm gonna shave you know so I have my razor and dude for real, like, it's crazy because I have this razor, just a normal razor, you know, like a Chic Quattro or whatever, you know, just a normal girl's razor. And you cannot, like, you cannot just get where the razor sits, you know, with, like, the, you know, where it has, like, the, um, like, lotion-y stuff on it so it, like, glides yeah. on you well. Okay, yeah. you cannot just, like, go to one corner of a razor and just pop it off and a huge part of the razor is just sticking out. Like, it is not that easy for you to just break it. It's not, trust me, because I've tried to do it over and over again to see if I was, I don't know. I've tried to do it just to see if, like, it could happen again. And I just, it makes, I've never been able to do it. Like, I've never been able to just pop off an edge of it and, like, not completely take apart the razor. Because, yes, you can do that and pull out a piece of the razor. But I'm saying just, like, like, be able to pop off a side of the razor and just a point be sticking out. Like, that just is not possible. I've tried it a million times. So, I'm just sitting there, and this thing, you know, is like, I want you to be beautiful. That's what I keep hearing. And I'm like, beautiful. You know, and then um, I see him, and he's like, now he's grown in this place. You know, like, he's bigger now. He's, like, morphed into this thing that's big, and he's not little anymore, and he has, like, a voice now. And he has, like, stitches all over his face and, like, all over his body. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And so he's like, I want you to be beautiful like me. And I start, I feel like I'm under this trance at this point. It was weird. Um, and I cu- and, 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 and it tells me to just, you know, cut off that part of the razor. So I'm able to just do that. Makes no sense. Um, and I get the, it's super sharp. And I cut my, my chest, my, like, my boob. Like, because I just didn't want to hurt. Like, I just wanted to see what, would, you know, I just, I just did it. And, like, four layers of skin just, like, open. And I'm just, like, it didn't hurt at all. You know, It's was just bleeding. And then I just start going ham all over my body. Like, I don't want to die. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to die. But I just start going ham all over my body. Like, all over my legs, my chest. Um, uh- like, I had them all over my legs and my chest, my stomach, and my arm. Um And at this point, I've been in the shower for a while. I'm not in the shower, but, you know, I've been in the bathroom. And my grandma, you know, they all know if Espy's in the bathroom too long, you shouldn't, you should freak out. So they tried They knocked down the door. I'm bleeding everywhere. And I'm crying because right before they were able to come in, uh, he was, like, laughing at me. And he was like, now you're a whore for listening to me. So I carved the word whore into my left arm. And um, it was weird. It was really weird. So then I go to the hospital and I'm, you know, bleeding everywhere. I have these crazy cuts everywhere. And it took like three doctors, um, three different doctors just taking rounds over and over again, stitching my whole body up. I had 150 stitches all over my body. And, um, you know, this is, I had no breaks. You know, I'm sitting there getting... These needles, they have to stick into your skin to numb it, hurts. Ho- like, you know, I'm 14, you know, like I'm just going through excruciating pain and I'm being stitched up for like hours. Um, and my mom has to watch this whole thing happening. You know, I'm screaming, it's painful, um, it's very traumatic. And so I end up in the hospital and um, I have a dream. And this thing, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's following me. He tells me his name, and I'm like, "What the heck?" So it has a name at this point. And you know, over the years, every time this thing pops up, I do something crazy. And I would try to kill myself, or I, you know, just I would, I would, I would just be weird, you know, like this thing. And um, so eventually, um. You know, I tell my, you know, this is when I become Christian at this point and I still see this thing and I'm like, no, now this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's not a hallucination. It can't be like, it just can't be like, I was like, why, you know, I've taken these medications. Like, it's still always there. It just pops up whenever it wants to. Um, and my pastor was like, well, we are in a spiritual world, you know, I mean, it might be, you know, a demon. And I'm like, oh my God, no. So I learned spiritual warfare at that point. And I'm able to make it go away. And so it's never came back at this point. You know, God, it's gone. You know, I mean, it's gone. But, you know, so that was a big reason as to why I was like, no, like a lot of my mental health had to do with like demons, you know, in my in my belief, um, because like, whenever he was around, I did crazy things, you know, and um, now he's gone. And um, he was gone before I had even gone to rehab. You know, that thing was gone before I had even gone to rehab. And I never saw it again. I haven't seen him again at all. But he was like there since I was 12 up until I was because I'm 25 now. So he's been gone for like maybe a year and a half. And I don't even think about him anymore. Um, But it was really creepy. Like it was really freaking creepy. And um, it was creepy how this thing would just show up you know and just be weird. Um, I would be sleeping and he would just be like laying next to me stroking my face with his creepy long nail and like sticking his black tongue inside of my mouth and like being weird you know like it was just creepy you know i could never i was so paranoid all the time because i was like i could never be alone like i was like no no he's gonna be there and he's gonna do something like it was creepy
0: yeah that's terrifying no it was
1: extremely terrifying so i'm like now you know i don't i don't even you know that doesn't even happen um he's gone but you know it was it was just, it's just a really crazy story and it's um it's just a really wild thing that I went through. Um and, you know, at the end of it is really just the fact that I think that um, you know, for me, you know, is that God, you know, just really you know, we 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 we, we don't pay attention to how much he can do sometimes and we kind of give up hope and I'm just really grateful that um I was able to come out of all that. And I'm now able to tell my story and I'm now able to, um, teach other women about God and about how to get closer to him and how to, um, surrender these things to him and how to fight the devil. Um, you know, I'm big in that. I'm very big in that. Um, I'm very big in like, uh, you know, he don't mess with me. (laughs) He don't like me. (laughs) The devil don't don't like me. (laughs) Um, but You know, I'm very big into that. I'm very passionate about saving children that are diagnosed way too young. You know, you know, diagnosed way too young with these things that like, you know, like you don't need to be on medication. You're way too young. Like, you're so young. Like, why are you on medication? Like, no, like there's other things. Go to therapy, like go do other things. There's so many other things out there. Eat better. You know, I want to help other kids out there. And I really want to help kids um, realize that, you know, just because a doctor told you this doesn't mean it's true. You're just going through something and you need help. Yeah. You know, I want to save these, you know, I want to try helping these kids. And I'm working on becoming a foster parent. Um, I really want to help kids, you know, especially the ones no one wants. No. You know, nobody wants some of these kids. And it's just like, I'll take the hardest <clears throat> kid out there. You it's know, heart heartbreaking. Yeah, I know it sucks, you know. I'm like some of these kids aren't, nobody wants them because they're troubled teens and they have all this mental health issues and I'm like no. I'm like they're just like me. They were just like me and thousands and millions of other kids out there that were you know pushed to the side and given a pill, you know, because there there's no hope for them but there's so much hope for them and there's so much hope for even us now as adults, you know, that have had to go through that. And, you know, I'll always fight for people's rights to stop taking their medication, you know, if they feel like it's their time, you know? And like, but I also am (laughs) saying, I do have like, like, no, I think you need to stay on your medication, you know, until you know what else you're doing, because, you know, I used to get off my medication. and I would be crazy.
0: Yeah. So so I fight for the
1: fact that, Some kids are misdiagnosed and they have to take medication. And it just hurts my heart, you know, that a lot of kids are out there just forced to take these medications and they're so young. And then that really opens up the gate for taking drugs, um, you know, because then they're like, I don't want to take medication, but this helps me. So then they'll start taking, you know, they'll start taking pills, you know, pain pills, drinking, um, you know meth heroin you know all that stuff they'll just start doing drugs and it's just like they'll self-medicate just like I did and I'm just like I'm so sad for you guys it's just sad for me you know I just sit there and pray for them you know because we can't save them all but you know we can at least go out there and tell our stories and let them know there is hope there is hope no matter what there is hope that God you know can do other things for you and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that there's a million resources out there. You know, there's so much therapy out there. There's so many good therapists. There's so many, um, um, you know, there's just a lot of like testimonies out there of people just like me who, and you, you know, you don't, you know, you, you know, you too, you know I mean? Like there's medicine out there, natural medicines. There's, you know, our food is medicine, uh, exercise. You know, if you just took kids off their damn phone You know, like, you know, you never know what'll happen. You know, this day and age all these kids think they have ADHD. They all think they have all these things. And I'm like, get off your phone. Like, get off your freaking phone and go eat a salad. Go play outside. Yeah, go play outside. Like, get some sun, you know. (laughs) Like, go get some sun. Love your, you know, write in a journal. I don't know, like, do normal things. You know, just like, do normal things that seem impossible, but they're normal. Like, color. Sit there and color, you know, create um you know pr- i don't know meditate i don't do something you know like find something you know find something out there that is going to give you hope you know there's so much out there you know hiking i mean like there's so much out there you know find a hobby i don't know like my kids i find that when they're on their phone and they're eating hot cheetos all freaking day they're assholes they are just straight assholes all day so I'm just like no put your iPads down let's eat some normal food and like let's go play outside and then they're so happy you know Mm. mental health has a lot to do with what you're you know what you're doing on a daily basis as well you know like has a lot to do with that you know it's not even just it's not it's like it's what goes into your body what you're eating what you're because I used to drink freaking a a liter of Coca-Cola a day And smoke like a pack of cigarettes and eat nothing except for chips. Like, you know, like and and I wondered why I was so, so, you know, sick all the time. You know. And now I'm like, I don't eat amazing, but I eat way better. You know, I drink water, you know. (laughs) And you know, I drink water. Um, you know, I like to eat normal things. Um, you know, I'm actually, you know. I lost a lot of freaking weight too. Like I was like almost three hundred pounds when I went to rehab, and now I'm. I think today I weighed into two twenty four, you know, in five from in five months, you know, just and that's a big thing with the medication as well. Medication makes you blow up like a balloon.
0: Oh yeah,
1: oh I that's hated fine. that. That was I hated my it.
0: Biggest one of my biggest issues with my medication is, my doctor's like, oh, it's not going to make you gain weight. Like it's not a side effect. Aww like but I've gained 70 pounds so how is that true Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then she was just like oh well you just need to fast what you just need to fast and we're gonna give you another pill for your anxiety oh my gosh because you're having
1: anxiety Mm -hmm. about gaining weight
0: (laughs) because you are gaining weight (laughs) I'm like man no this is this is backwards like I I got to take matters into my own hands and I got to find a different way I've got to try a natural approach I've got to dig deep and look in the mirror and have those hard conversations with myself and meditate and journal and just take care of me yeah because if I'm not okay nothing else can be okay
1: no especially being a mother because you know we don't pay attention to the fact that we are the glue we are the glue of the home like we are You know, and our kids see it and it's so hard, you know, to go through that and your kids see you like that all the time. And, you know, it's just it makes your kids, you know, like my kids turned into people who felt like they had to fix everything. And that makes me sad, you know, like you're too young to be sitting there trying to fix me. You know, yeah. I'm supposed to be trying to fix you. You know, I'm supposed to be trying to uplift you and teach you things. But you guys are over here wiping my tears, telling me, mommy, it's going to be OK. And I'm like, yes, I love that. But at the same time, you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to yeah. always do that. Like every day, you know, all the time, um, you know, and yeah, like I used to gain so much weight off these medications up and down and up and down. I couldn't lose weight. I would and then like one of my medications I had to eat a certain amount of calories for it to even work. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I had to eat a certain amount of calories for it to even work and if I didn't eat that much then I would throw up. I would throw up when I took it. And that medication was psycho. See the problem is is that the medications that did work for me always had crazy side effects. Like for a while I was on lithium and abilify. Abilify is the devil. Okay. <laughs> like I took that stuff. <laughs> I was taking it for like a couple months and it was working. And um, out of nowhere, my mouth, like, I just couldn't not move my mouth. Like, and then my, like, eye was twitching sometimes. Um, and they were like, yeah, you're starting to develop, develop tardive dyskinesia. And this could be a permanent thing. And I'm like, oh, heck no. Like, no, I'm not, no, what's wrong with you? And so they gave me medication to counteract that. Like and so I'm taking this like two other medications to counteract the tardive dyskinesia, um, and it's not working, and so I'm just like, no, I'm not taking this anymore. So I stopped taking it, and then I was taking Latuda, and Latuda was the one that I had to take, um, for me to um have. Oh, I had to have like enough calories, and so, and so I would, and then like when I was taking Latuda my leg would never stop moving. Like, and people thought I was just having anxiety all the time. And I'm like, no, like, my leg cannot stop moving. Like, it just cannot. Like, I had restless leg syndrome all the time. And that's it was horrible.
0: That's how I felt on a of fire. It made me want to crawl out of my skin. Yes.
1: Like, I could not stop moving. I was like, my mouth was always moving. It was just annoying. And And so my, my psychiatrist was like, okay, well, I'll give you medication to counteract the moving in your legs and it didn't do anything. And this is an anti-seizure medication. So then I'm taking that. And then I used to have like, I think like my medications had a lot to do with like my physical health as well, obviously. So my legs one time just like stopped working for like a couple months, like a month or two. They just stopped working one day. And I thought I was just really high because I was smoking weed and what, you know, you're, you're being dumb, you know, you're smoking weed and you're like, Oh, my legs can't move. You know, I can't feel my legs, (laughs) (laughs) but like, for real, I could not feel my legs. Like I really couldn't. And Jimmy's like, dude, you're just high. Like you're being stupid. And I'm like, no, like I literally can't move my legs. And he was like, okay, well, you know, just sleep on the couch. And in the morning, if you really can't move your legs and, you know, then we'll take you to the (laughs) hospital. And so I wake up, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I could kind of move them, but it was still creepy that I couldn't, like, feel them very much. So I end up going to the hospital, and now I'm in the hospital for, like, a month. They're doing all these tests. You know, I do a spinal tap, and I can't move my freaking legs very much. Like, and I'm like, what is going on? And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with my medications. I don't know. You know, like, my legs just weren't working. And then all of a sudden, they started working. Like some weird things would happen to me. Like I would randomly have crazy sicknesses that made no sense. Like real weird sicknesses. Like one, yeah. like one time I had like a mini stroke. Like for no reason. Like for no reason. Um, my appendix, I've had I've had like four surgeries as an adult. Like biggest surgeries. Like I've had a total hysterectomy. Um, I, I can't have children anymore. Like I, I have no ovaries. I have no cervix, no uterus, nothing. And they were like, oh no, you just have a cyst. And like the doctor was like, no, I don't really feel or see anything like, um, cancerous. So, you know, you could just leave it there and it'll just go away when it goes away. And I'm like, well, it's really painful. And they, they were like, okay, we'll just give it a month or so. And if it's still really painful, we'll take it out. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm like throwing up and like, I'm having horrible pain. And so they finally like give me surgery and I ended up having borderline ovarian cancer like this whole time. And so they took out everything because at first they were going to leave one ovarian and they end up taking it out. Well, they take out everything, leave one ovarian. And then like a couple hours after my surgery, I start internally bleeding. Like it was called something. I don't remember, but it was like hemorrhaging and, um, And, like, I started dying. Like, I was literally dying. They couldn't find my freaking, um, blood pressure. You know, there's no blood pressure happening. They were freaking out. They're like, you looked like a ghost. Like, your face was so pale. So then I go in. I have to go into surgery again. And they cut down my whole stomach. And I have, like, this huge, crazy scar on my stomach. Because they had to cut my whole stomach. Like, just in half. And then they take my other freaking ovary out. And so that was horrible. Um... And then, like, right after that, I think, like, a couple of months, like, a year after that, I had my appendix almost bursted. Like, and then before that, I had, like, my gallbladder bursted or something. Like, there was always something crazy happening to my body. Like, there was always something really crazy happening. And now I'm, like, clean bill of health. Like, nothing's going on <laughs> with me. There's, like, nothing wrong with me. Like, I'm fine. Um, you know, I don't have any of those problems. And people are, like, you had that many surgeries? in, like, a year or two span, I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't know what was going on. Like, I really don't know what was going on. Like, why I was so crazy things were happening. And now I'm like, no, like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. I don't have any problems. Like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. You know, it's just crazy. Like, you know, what, you know, all these medicines we're putting in our bodies. Like, I was obsessed with taking medication. Like, it turned into, like, kind of like a I have to have it. You know, like, I have to have, like, every night, even if I'm not having anxiety, I'm going to take two clonopin. I'm going to take two muscle relaxers. I'm going to take a Trazodone fall asleep, even though I'm really tired. Like, you know, I would just take so much medication because I was yeah. so used to it. You know, and it got to a point where I got so, like, I was just like, well, I need it. You know, it was like, I can't not have it. And I would freak out if I didn't have it. Like I would freak out like if I'm like out in public and I have a panic like a little panic attack and I don't have Klonopin I would freak out it was so scary and it's like it's sad that I would that was my life for so long that was my life for so young for so long and now it feels like it's just kind of like a distant memory like like it never really even happened like it doesn't really even feel like it happened to be honest it feels like it was just kind of like someone else's life yeah, yeah. it doesn't even feel like that was real it feels like, you know, no, this is how I've been my, all this whole time. Like, I've just been kind of a normal person. Um, but no. Like, you know, God, you know, I've heard a lot of people's testimonies about, like, God changing their life, and they always, uh, the recurring theme is that God took away a lot of memories. Like, God just, like like, a lot of these, like, a lot of us, we can't remember a lot of what happened. Like, my mommy will think it's weird. She'll be like, why can't you remember anything? And I'm like, I don't know like I don't know I just I, and I used to think it was a trauma response you know that I just don't remember. Um, you know I just block those memories out. but even like good things, like I just don't remember things like I just really don't remember anything. Um, I just remember really key points and it can get me through the you know telling of my story. but I'm grateful that I wrote all these things down. you know I have a lot of journals um, so I'm able to kind of see who I was and I am like, whoa. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, the what? this was opening. only like five months ago, who I was five months ago, I was this person, and I can't even really remember who I was. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, like, a lot of those things, like I've seen you go through, they've been so recent, mm-hmm. and still, like, something that, you know, you're, you're dealing with, but It's just seeing like that growth and now knowing more about you and your life and like your past, it's just like, wow, like, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank
1: you. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's a really crazy thing, but, you know, I always used to say, um, you know, I, you know, went through those things, um, to help other people and you know some people really don't like that answer I mean some people really don't like why did I have to go through all these things you know and I'm a firm believer that God doesn't make us go through these things you know I think that we you know I don't think he's the one who does that I'm a firm believer in that I don't think he does you know I obviously believe in the devil so the devil does those things and God's just kind of like you know you know he I don't know it's really complicated but I don't think God makes us you know go through those things Um, but I had, you know, I feel like the way that it happened had to happen for this to be, for me to be able to reach people and be able to tell them, you know, there is hope. There's 100% hope because I was literally like, like, it's crazy. Like friends that I had in the past are not friends with me anymore because they're just like, no, like you were psycho. Like you were crazy and they loved me. Like they were my best friends. Yeah. And now, no, like, I think I only have like two friends, like maybe two or three friends from when I was like using and being crazy um, still. And they're like, no, like, I really see like a difference in you. But a lot of my friends were like, no, like, no, I don't want to be your friend. Like, you're crazy. And now all of a sudden you want to be this good person. You know, that doesn't make any sense, you know? So there's some doubt. And then there's some people who are like, no, yeah, I talk to you all the time. Like, yeah, like you're a great person. And then some people are like, no, you did way too much bad for me to even love you anymore. And so I'm, I'm evil in a lot of people's stories. Um, I very much am because I was crazy. I was an evil person. I was very mean. I didn't care about nobody. I was very selfish. Um, I brought a lot of people into the drug, into the drug game, into the prostitution game. I, I just did a lot of really messed up shady stuff, you know, when I was in my mental illness, I did a lot of shady things. I was a fake friend. Um, I was not a good person, you know, I wasn't a good person at all. And, um, but you know, I always knew that deep down my heart was good. I just didn't know how to be a good person. You know, I just didn't know how to be a good friend and I didn't know how to be a good daughter, good sister, good mom. And, um, it is kind of hard for people to just kind of be like, Oh yeah. Espy's like this influential person now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't like her. Like, what do you mean? She's always, she was the one who freaking, you know, did this to me and she just stabbed me in the face with a key. And she, you know, like, you know, she's crazy. You know, she cheated on me, you know, she was out there being crazy. So, you know, I think that the most influential people out there that have the the, the craziest stories are the ones that are hated <laughs> they're very hated at the same time because they were crazy
0: yeah and I think you know people make their own assumptions and of course people like for their own like sanity make boundaries but I think the people that really are meant to be in your life like they'll be there for you
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm blessed to have the people I have in my life now. And, you know, no matter what, you know, I mean, God, God's there. And he's just like, you're doing the right thing. You know, he's like, you're doing I mean, yeah, of course, I have my days where I'm just like, you know, I'm not in a good mood. I'm not very happy. You know, I mean, like, before we had this podcast, you know, I smoked cigarettes. um, And jimmy you know went to work and you know you you guys might look you know some people might look at me as like oh sp loved god so much and you know she probably never you know gets mad or she just never you know and i have to tell people i'm like stop like because this prime example jimmy's at work i don't have a cigarette you know he didn't leave me any cigarettes so i have my nicotine gum and i'm just like i'm irritated because i'm like i don't want to chew gum like i want a cigarette and um so Jimmy calls me and I'm like, babe, when are you on your way home? And he was like, oh, I'm coming right now. And he was like, but I'm going to stop at Sam's Club real quick. And I'm like, no, you are going to come home because I need a effing cigarette right now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're going to come here and you're going to do that. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so he comes home and I'm like, finally, I have a freaking cigarette, you know? <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people like to compare their stories to me and be like, oh, I'll never be as like good as you and I'll never love God as much as you and I'm like bro stop because you know what you only see what I put on Facebook you know Look, scroll down a couple years <laughs> scroll down yeah. a year ago and you'll see who I was okay because yes I am very happy I'm very peaceful I'm very joyous but yeah there everyone has their times where they're out there and they're just still irritated and they don't have the greatest days no I don't wake up every day um super freaking happy you know i don't wake up every day like i mean obviously i wake up every day i mean i do i wake up every day grateful that i'm alive i pray you know i'm happy try to get in my bible but that doesn't stop bad things from happening you know bad things still happen my car breaks down i mean i don't have any money for gas you know i don't have a you know i don't have money for cigarettes you know stupid things you know that you don't pay attention to um so i'm just like everyone else you know but a lot of people like to um feel like like a lot of people tell me they're like I just I feel intimidated by your love for God and how much you you're just such a good person and I'm like where are you getting this from because like I'll be a, I'll be driving down the freeway and I'll be like move out of my freaking way you know I'm just like, you know I have road rage <laughs> you know I'm crazy too sometimes um but I guess I think that's I I used to do that too though I used to look at people and be like, no, they, they never have problems. Like, they're just so happy. And then you really talk to them and you're like, oh, wow, wait, you're a normal person. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm like, I'm a normal person. And I'm like, you know, just because I do have this story and I am a grateful person. And I, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean that I don't have problems. You know, and I'm not a normal person. So I, I'm happy that I was able to come on here and just like show people my story is a lot bigger than you would think. And I'm not this monster and I'm not this person that is perfect either um, you know I'm, I'm a normal human being who just went through a lot and God's pulling me out of it day by day and I'll always be changing and I'll always be you know going through things you know we're just human beings and we should be out there telling our stories to everybody because everyone has a story everyone has a freaking story there's not no one out there that doesn't have a story you know everyone has a story that needs to be told you know because you don't know who you're helping you know even if you yeah. just help one person
0: you never know what you're doing yeah and that's that's really where i was coming from when i asked you to be on the podcast is because i know that you want to help other people and somebody listening like when this gets posted and somebody listens like how many people this could help or they could feel like less alone or less crazy in their own head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I would be raw with some people. That's a big thing that I'm happy. I am though, is that I am like extremely raw with people sometimes. And, you know, girls or you know, whoever will come to me and tell me I'm dealing with this. Like, and they'll be very vague about the issue and Mm -hmm. I'll tell them how raw, like things that I would have in my head sometimes, And they would be like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't want to say that I was feeling that way, but like, you just said it. And I'm like, because like, some things that I've done, you know, like some people won't say that they did those things. They'll be very vague about it. You know, they'll be like, yeah, I was doing this, you know, and I was doing that. But I'll like literally sit there and tell you, you know, how crazy I was. Like, I will literally tell you like, how, like the crazy stories of what I've done and how horrible it was and then you look at me now and you're like oh well I guess people can change you know I'm I guess I'm trying to change the stigma around people don't change you know people you know people don't change and I'm like trust me they change because I was I was I was crazy I was I was I've cheated on Jimmy and does that mean I will always be a cheater no you know like once a cheater always a cheater I'm trying to change the stigma around people You know, around people staying the same for the rest of their lives because it's not true. That's not true. I will never believe that that person will always be that way ever. Like, I will never, ever believe that. I just won't um, now anymore. I used to be that way. I mean, like, I feel like everybody's like that, you know, just like, no, you've hurt me too much. You're always going to be that way. But I mean, you don't know. You really don't know where that person's going to be in like a year or two or maybe like 10 years. You don't know, you know. (laughs) um, who that person's going to end up being or who they're going to help, or if they're even going to be able to help you, you know, that's, you, you never know. Um, so I think that that's my biggest thing is I'm trying to change the stigma behind, um, you know, people are always going to be the way they are and they're never going to change. And some people are just a lost cause, you know, I'm just like, no. No, I will not I will not stand for that. I will not sit there and be like, yeah, that person's gonna be like that forever. No, I just won't do that anymore because I'm a prime example of that person will not
0: be that way for the rest of our life. Yeah, that's it's a lot. And just like I've I'm meeting more and more people and a lot of my friends are being like more open about like their addiction and stuff like that and like it's really opened my eyes because I never really struggled with addiction to like hard drugs or anything and just being like open-minded and like accepting and loving and just like hearing their story and it's just so crazy to me and it just like it breaks my heart for them that they were stuck in that pattern and just how like like taboo it is and just how people like society just like writes them off as a human yeah like people are
1: just like that's a bad person they're never going to be a good person because you know they did this this and that and you know and that's like a good thing i guess for me is that you know the fact that i was able to find jesus the way i did um was in a recovery program for christians um and you know in there you know there was just so much support and love that it was kind of creepy um it was kind of weird for me <laughs> i was like <laughs> why do you love me like i don't want you to love me you're weird um but and i ran from that for a while but i was happy that i was able to find people that were really bad people like they were really really bad people you know and then like now they're great people and like you would never even know that these people were bad people that these people you know, had been to prison or that they had, you know, stolen millions of dollars from, you know, their companies or like, you know, you just would never know that this person was, you know, a couple of years ago sticking an arm, you know, needle in their arm or like that they got their children take away or they've had like, you know, you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't think that of these people. You would think that, so, you know, you know, some people even look at me now and they're like, they meet me and they're like, I would never think that about you and I'm like yeah well, yeah it was crazy like I'll tell people a little bit of my story and they're just like what and I'm like yeah I, was, I don't know I just feel like I feel like I look like I would be that person but I guess I don't look like I'd be that person <laughs> I don't know why but some people just assume you know that I was that I've always been a Christian and I've always been. Um, Super close to God, and I'm like, bro, like I've only really gotten very close to God in the past, like maybe five, six months.
0: Yeah.
1: Even though I've been a Christian for two years, I didn't really get close to Him until like maybe five months ago. So I'm like, no, and I'm like, no, I was, that was pretty crazy, man. I was like, I used to show up on Sunday hungover, you know, and still had a little bit of coke up my nose, you know. So, <laughs> like, you know, you you never know. You just never know where someone's going to go, where they're going to because like a lot of my friends are like, you know, I'll ask my friends, did you guys ever think you would see me healthy? And they're like, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I never thought I would see you in church. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I never thought I'd see you in church. They were like, ever. They were like, you were hardcore against God. They were like, you were hardcore against God. You were like, you know, you're very against that. So we're just like, I'm very, very surprised that you are all for Jesus now. And like, you're very serious about it, too. They're like, you're really serious. Like, you're not even like normal, like, just somebody who just believes in Jesus. They're like, no, you like, for real, like, are an advocate for Jesus. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel like that's, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but it's just really funny to some of my family and my friends. They're just like, I never thought you out of, like, anyone would be that. And I'm like, I don't think that God even thought that I would be doing this. But, you know, I don't think God was even, he was probably like, no, she's, she's done. Like, she's just running away. She ain't gonna, but now me and him are like homies, you know, me and him are always talking. (laughs) Me and him are always talking. I'm always like, you know, he's always like giving me little fist bumps and stuff. He's like, you're doing a good job. He's like, I'm proud of you, you know, just keep doing what you gotta do. And then sometimes he's like, shut up, like, just be quiet, like, stop saying things like just be quiet you know he has to correct me me and him have a great relationship and uh, it kind of shocks people when I tell people that I do have conversations with him and I'm like what I'm like yeah of course I have conversations with God I was like what do you mean (laughs) you know it's like weird to me for them to think it's weird for me to do that (laughs) Um, but no I mean like I just I could never think that my life would ever be this way sometimes I sit there and I soak it in and I cry because I'm just like how how am I this person you know how it's just it's it's crazy it's crazy it it's it's crazy i just i you know i just can't stop saying it's crazy because it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense and it's um i'm just grateful i'm just extremely grateful that my family's coming together that our mental health is being restored you know our love is being restored me and jimmy are like respectful of each other we love each other we both love god um you know, just, like, our whole life is different from going from, like, months ago, him snorting coke off me, you know, to, um, to now being in church, like, religion, like, actually being in church, you know, and actually loving and volunteering and, like, it's just funny what God will do. It's really funny. You know, me and Jimmy were crazy. and uh, We would have, like, we would think that it was, like, we were being responsible because we would be outside on our patio drinking and smoking and stuff. And but we would have our baby monitor out there so we could hear if the kids woke up. You know, we were like, "No, we're being responsible. Like <laughs> we're being responsible. It's okay. So like we would have our baby monitor out there and be like, "Oh, we can hear if the kids are waking up, so we can go in there high as crap and drunk and try to help them, you know, like yeah. we thought we were being like so responsible, and you know, now we're like, we can never even like fathom doing that ever again. You know, we're just like, what?" <laughs> like why did we do that we were like crazy like what is wrong with us um but I'm really happy that um you know these things have just they seem like a distant memory and they've not even been a year ago yeah that's that's (laughs) mind-blowing it is it is it really is it's mind-blowing it makes no sense (laughs) and the more that you know you were even to know me and just see, you know, the the more you're gonna, you know, you know, we're friends on Facebook, you know, the more you'll see, you're just gonna be like, and now you know, all this, you're just like, whoa, you know, it just makes it a little bit different now, you know, knowing everything, yeah. you know, knowing everything, you're just like, wow, and you don't even really even know like everything either. You're like, so you you only know, like the basic story, you know, I just ran through it real quick. And that was quick. <laughs> that was a quick rundown. <laughs> you know, That was quick. And that was like an hour. Of just a quick story. Um, that was just a quick story. I was like, how do I get through this really fast? <laughs> um, and that was just a quick story. You know, if, if I was really sitting there. Getting into details. Um, you know, this would be like days. <laughs> this would be
0: days. <laughs> we could do a whole series. For real.
1: It could be a whole series of my life, you know. <laughs> um, no, but that's why I'm like really excited about getting this book made. Because that's yeah. something that, you know you can sit there and like really read about these crazy things and really going into detail about like, Whoa, like if you really, like it just kind of scares you sometimes you're sitting there and I'm really excited. And like, honestly, I haven't told anybody about this book. I haven't told anybody about this book. Um, I just, I, except for Jimmy, like Jimmy knows and the friend who's going to help me kind of like get this out there knows, but nobody else knows. So I kind of just kind of, whoever hears this, you know, <laughs> there's a book coming. So yes, I'm
0: stoked for that. I definitely want to read that book. <laughs> yes, yes, of course.
1: I cannot wait to have this book out. And, you know, just keep on. I'm thinking about even making my own podcast, you know, I'm, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in the works. There's a lot of yeah. things in the works of me, you know, becoming this, Um, you know, trying to be more, you know, out there, you know, being a motivational speaker, speaking at women's conferences, you know, there is a lot of things are going on, you know, for me, um, to kind of get my story out there. Um, like volunteering, I'm starting to volunteer with, um, my church. Um, they go out and they, um, you know, cause I was a sex worker. So we go out and we try, we go into strip clubs and, you know, we minister to strippers you know, you would never think that, you know, but we go out there, you know, and so I'm starting to do that. Um, starting to do just a lot of things. Like I'm just really into the community and not a lot of people know what I'm doing, but you guys will know too. You guys will know soon. <laughs> you guys will know soon everything <laughs> that I'm doing and I'm excited. Um but yeah, I'm like I'm so stoked that I was able to be on this podcast and I was able to ramble and just kind of go out and just kind of tell my quick long story. <laughs>
0: yeah I super like I am so proud of you and so happy that you've found peace you know and you're able to take all those terrible things that happened to you and turn it into a different direction and shed light on it and then take it a step further and want to help other people it's really admirable
1: Yes, thank you so much. I mean, like it's just you know, I'm one of those people who now gives all the glory to God. you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, it's him, you know, and it's you know i'm am I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to be that light now for people when I was yeah. really that person everyone was worried about. Now everybody's like, now I want her to help me, you know, and it's yeah. weird, it's a little weird, it's a little humbling, um, but you know, I'm like. It's great. It, it's a great feeling. And, you know, I, I can't wait to, you know, look back on this podcast and be like, this is the first podcast I was on. And now, you know, millions of people know my story, you know, you never oh, know, yeah. you know, I'm <laughs> excited, you know, like, I'm really grateful that you gave me this opportunity. And this was my first ever opportunity to really come out and tell my story publicly um to people I have no idea who I don't know who follows you. So I'm like, you know, I don't know any of these people. They're not people I know. Um so I'm excited that I was able to do this. It's 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 a beautiful opportunity. And the things you're doing are just beautiful. And I'm so happy that you have been able to make a life for yourself. You have been able to stop taking medication and find a natural alternative and that you're able to change other women's lives too through what you're doing. It's just, it's just beautiful to be able to be surrounded by other women who are empowering other women.
0: Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm proud
1: of you too, man. Like, you know, Thank I'm very you. proud of you. You know, you, whose platform am I on right now? <laughs> I'm on your platform, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, you're doing the damn thing, girl. Like, you're really doing it. And I'm really, really happy for you. And I'm so happy that I was able to come on here and you know really shed light on what millions of women are going through every day millions of men are going through every day children and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you and I are living breathing stories saying that you can make it out and you can make a
0: way for yourself yeah 100 (sighs) (laughs) percent oh my gosh stop it (laughs) i hear you over there (laughs) my dog just ran in here too she's like mommy it's bedtime what are you doing (laughs) you're like i'm over here crying because it's so beautiful (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) uh well this was like the best thing ever it was cool i love it and if you ever want me you know on in the future we can you know talk about other things you know i mean you know it'd be cool and like when I get my podcast up and running of course I'm going to want you up on there and as soon as I have you know the first you know you're one of the people that's going to get one of the first copies you know and I'm going to be
0: like here you go girl got my book (laughs) awesome well thank you again so much for being on the show tonight um I might break this up into two parts. Yeah, cuz it's pretty or freaking long. <laughs> I might I might do like I don't even know how I'm going to edit it out or like build it, but it has some such good content. So I'm going to actually spend a lot of time editing this and yeah. just making it into something but I will definitely let you know as soon as I'm going to publish it.
1: Yeah, let me know. You know, do whatever you want to do with it. Um, you know, just it, it's going to be super cool to hear when it's out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why I haven't really said anything on my Facebook about me doing it. Cause I don't want everybody to be like, when is it going to happen? And I'm like, I don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to wait until it's published and then I'll be able to share it with my friends, my, you know, and be like, I'm, you know, like share everybody to be able to go to your podcast and listen to, cause I know I have a lot of like, um, supporters you know I have a lot of supporters yeah who definitely love to hear it you know my one of my friends is already like I want to hear it and I'm like I don't know when it's going to come out but I'm like it'll come out soon though don't worry
0: yes I will make sure you know and I will create I could do like a cute little graphic of a guest mm-hmm. and like, I'll promote the heck out of it and I'll yes. make sure have it too yes I love it all right girl (gasps) I'm gonna hop off of here and get ready for bed but I hope you have a beautiful night and get some rest and Mm -hmm. have a great rest of your week you too thank you so much girl love you you're welcome love you too Bye. bye